Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. With Jesse and Anita. Sacrament of Marriage in Action. Yeah, Prisca and Rakula here at your service, family. Tobias and Sarah. Yes, it's we, great to be back. We just came from the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, so if we levitate, yes. hey. I'm yep. sorry, but that's what happens when <laughs> Jesus is in your soul, okay? Yep, that's what happens. You are on a cloud. That's right. Hey, the month of April, what's uh, this uh, little reminder? Yeah, what's... the month of April is dedicated to both the devotion to the Holy Eucharist and the devotion to the Holy Spirit. Uh, this tradition has developed because Easter Sunday often falls in April. So in essence, April is a month of Easter, and during the Easter celebration, we remember the Eucharistic sacrifice Christ gave us at the Last Supper and the gift of the Holy Spirit to make us fishers of men. We call this Pentecost, which will come shortly after Jesus' resurrection. That's right. This is an awesome month. It's a it's a month to say Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. He has I, risen. He has risen indeed. <laughs> indeed. Alleluia, Alleluia. You know, and yes. that's what makes life it's worth rejoice. Living. Politics doesn't make life worth living or sports or the no, weather channel. No, what those makes bring life you down. Living, those bring you down. Yeah, what makes life worth living is the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. So yeah, what does absolutely. that mean? That means that when Jesus Christ speaks, he can be trusted because yes. he keeps his promises. And yep. if you and me live and die in a state of grace, guess what? We're yep. out of here. He also unconditionally loves us. Just believe that. No matter what, he loves you. And he, even, he even loved yeah. David in his sin. Yes. Guess what? Yes. In his sin, he loved David, but he wanted David to repent, and David did repent. repent. Even and that's what he wants. When, when, you, when you mortally sin, now you separate yourself from God, but he still loves you. Yes. Because that's his nature. Yep. And he wants you to repent. He doesn't, mm -hmm. oh, now I'm separated, or I hate you. No. 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 God's not fickle like you and I. Yep. God consistently loves us. He hates the sin, though. Right. But he always loves the sinner. Right, obviously, and we, as Catholics, we're we need to go out there and evangelize those lukewarm Catholics because that's where where the poison that's is where in the our church. At. The poison is in our churches through our lukewarm Catholics. Yeah. We have so much to do in our Catholic church within our own faith. You know, for not, example, look at Joe Biden. Just to give you an yes, example, Pelosi, at, Fauci, lukewarm right, Catholics, lukewarm Catholics, and what does it say in Scripture? I will spit you out of my mouth. And the, and two popes have said that the the word the, the the biggest problems in our society is a result of lukewarm Catholics. Absolutely. You're either, Jesus would rather have you hot, like all of us and you out there, I'm sure. And, or cold. Or cold. Because he knows, he, he, and they're probably saying, why Why the cold? Why does Jesus want the cold? Why? Because there's a chance of conversion for them. They can. It's easier for them to convert than a lukewarm, know-it-all. I went to Catholic school all my life, and I know everything. Don't tell me There's anything. nothing you can teach right. me. You know, that lukewarmness so is it's, a poison. It's, it's better poison, to be cold. Poison, better be cold. We can convert them easier. It's easier to get Absolutely. a non-believing atheist so into go the out Catholic there after the show Catholic. and go and evangelize someone. Yeah. Bring them to Christ. Okay. Well, I want to talk about Ukraine. Everybody yes. thinks that Ukraine yes. is a utopia, the land of is heaven on earth. Yes. Uh, there's an underbelly to Ukraine that embraces the culture of death big time. And you can see diabolical spiritual warfare in that country. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm yes. going to share two articles in, to show the intense witchcraft that's practiced in Ukraine today. Yeah. 
And you, why are we talking about this? This is a spiritual warfare show, right? Yes. So that's why we're talking. We talk and, about spiritual warfare and issues. And there's spiritual warfare issues and there's uh, issues, trust me, in Ukraine. Yes. It's not the land of milk and honey. Yep. Ukrainians is one of the most mystical nations in the world on par with the Irish and Scandinavians. The mystical history goes far back in time when the inhabitants in the present Ukrainian territories worshipped pagan gods. Wow. See that? From them, from them, remember what the Bible says in Psalm 95, the gods of the pagans are demons, okay? So Ukraine, like most nations, worship Worship. demons. Mm -hmm. From them, they took power and knowledge from these demon deities. But back in that day, witches were more like local doctors and healers, like shamans among the Indians. They used the gifts of nature and the presence of deities on earth to cure diseases, both mental and physical, So why are witches in Ukrainian folklore a real evil? This is because it is better not to anger people who own otherworldly powers. In other words, again, people that practice the occult. But this is exactly what the governors of that time did. Mm -hmm. When in 988, Nez Vladimir, the great Christian Rus, threw off the pagan gods and their idols in favor of one god, the witches didn't like it. Because pagan deities at the source of their strength and power are the the source of their strength and power. The witches turned their craft against the offenders. Dark magic became the basis of the magical society. And instead of worshiping the gods, they began to worship the devil. One by one, their power began to weaken and weaken and they united. Thus, the first Ukrainian, and as they say, the most powerful coven of witches in the Slavic lands, the Sabbat appeared. So notice, yeah. as, as, as the Holy Spirit is yeah. trying to Christianize Ukraine mm-hmm. using the great Vladimir the Great, you also have at the same time the devil is using witchcraft. And so mm-hmm. there's a clash. There's a clash of obviously otherworldly powers. Talking about Ukraine, it says, Here witches and sorcerers from all the environs gather at least three times a year to report to the devil about the evil mm-hmm. done. Almost uh, the, the, the same as in the office, they submit an annual report on accounting. Only here that they provided evidence of the harm done to people. Wow. Even After that, even the physical appearance of the witches changed. As the mythologists say and transmit stories, the sorceresses who used to do good and become stronger and more beautiful day by day now sacrifice her beauty in order to increase the power of their spells. This is why the image of the witch after the baptism of Rus is a terrible old woman Though she was not always like that, her appearance should be hidden in order to live among people. A lot of energy was wasted on this. So witch who appears as a young girl is a weak witch. What fascinates me is that the witches would submit an annual reporting on accounting yeah, isn't that on who they curse. Yeah, that's their conference. Unbelievable. That's their conference. <laughs> wow. Who's so, doing more work and who is it? Exactly. <laughs> so what is the Sabbath word and when was it held? And who, who could attend? And the most important thing, how to hide it from the eyes of mere mortals. Because how weak they would, they would not be, they were superior in number. The meeting was held not something in, the dark, in dark forest, in high mountains or deserted steps, but right in the center of the capital of Kiev, right there in Ukraine. In Lucia Bald Mountain, which according to the ancient leg- legends, is the head of a huge Ooh. snake that bends around the earth and eats its tail. Ooh. They call it 
Auroboros. Yeah, and who's a, the symbolism of a snake? Yeah, and Satan. I need to look at, they even have their liturgical dates, a calendar. Yeah, that's interesting. You got their liturgical dates are April 30th, huh? We're April cursing. 30th tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, July 2nd, June 29th, February 2nd, May 23rd, June 22nd to the 23rd, July 7th, and October 31st. Halloween day. Wow. And the most important ones for them are April 30th. Uh, it's called the War Purgis Night and July 7th, Ivana Cupola Night and June 27th, Witches School Exam. Well, Purgis Night or Witch Bonfire is a traditional holiday of spring and fertility from April 30th to May 1st in many European countries, which dates back to pre-Christian times. You'll find all these witches, wow. all, of them, all of them are into nature worship. Yep. They're into nature worship, and they believe by conjuring up nature, mm-hmm. they, they conjure up these these uh, these spirits. They just call them spirits. They don't say evil spirits, but we know they're demons. Right. Ivana Kupala, that's, uh, they they celebrate that uh, June 29th, is a pagan festival of Slavic people. Slavic. Which, Slavic. Slavic. Slavic people, which ordinary people think is a celebration of purification and protection from dark forces. You kidding me? Superstition. <laughs> So, uh, again, you, Ukraine w- was built upon superstition. Mm-hmm. They conduct rites in order to avoid the influence of magic. In fact, these rituals blur the line between the otherworldly and the real world. Witches and all evil spirits take the opportunity and come into our world and feed the power from the otherworldly. This is spiritual wow. warfare. This is this yes. has been going on since the beginning of time. The clash between angels and demons, yep, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the fact is, Ukraine is is not exempt from this as well. Mm-hmm. June 29th to July 2nd, on this night, the youngest witches over in Ukraine go to go to the Sabbath. To Kiev to pass the exam. Isn't that Kiev their their, their capital, capital, capital capital of Ukraine? It is easiest for inborns. They are given powers with blood, and regardless of the results of the so-called test, she will be a full-fledged witch. For born mortal, but those who learn to become a witch, it is more difficult. Their tests are more dangerous, and they risk a lot. Mm-hmm. First, if the exam's not passed, a, a, a wow. girl is given a curse to oblivion, so that she cannot reveal the secrets of a society. And she has to live the rest of her days without memories of her childhood, relatives, and friends, and even wake up every night from nightmares, echoes of what she had of what she had seen before. Secondly, the risk the, they risk they risk the life of their mentor, the witch who taught the young candidate. If the student of such a sorceress does not cope with even one task, she is deprived of her strength or the ability to have children. So she's notice, diabolically afflicted. They have At this. They keep them diabolically afflicted, right? These, yeah, and these witches go a, through training, right? It's training. Yeah, they, they, there's a train on a trainee and a training, training. officer. Yeah, and okay? if she doesn't pass, yeah. So the she, young lady that no longer wants to be mentored as wow. a witch becomes a sacrificial lamb, becomes a victim in society. Witchcraft seems to be very organized in Ukraine and very embedded in the culture. The Harry Potter book, by the way, speaks about going to a school to be trained as a young wizard, Harry Potter. Mm. There's no doubt that J.K. Rowling, the author, knew about about Ukraine Ukraine. and other countries that practice the craft. People, uh, oh, here comes. Here she comes. The cause of our joy. Our Lady Guadalupe. She's here with the Holy The mother of our Savior. This is Jesus 911. Ora pro pray for us. See you in the next segment. Yeah, we'll continue. Stick around.
Back, Jesus 911, St. Catherine of Siena. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Yes, it's wonderful to be back here at second segment. You know, St. Catherine was known, by the way, back in the Middle Ages, some of the hardest cases of, of uh, demonic possession in, in Europe, when uh, some of the priests were at their wits' ends, they would send some of the toughest cases mm-hmm. to St. Catherine of Siena, yep. and she would drive out the demons because of her holiness. Like Father Gabriel Amor says, oftentimes he says, it's just the personal holiness of a lot of these saints that's able to drive out these demons. St. Catherine wasn't a nun. She was a third order Dominican. She was a laywoman. But they would send her, exorcist would send her the toughest cases. And she wouldn't do an exorcism. She would do a prayer of petition or supplication. Jesus, can you please? That's what she would do. And she'd drive the demons out because of her personal holiness. Yeah, there was a a, a picture in uh, the Magnificat with St. Catherine Siena. And, and all of them read it was speaking to... Um, the uh the cardinals in this picture just so beautiful and they were sitting there listening listen she commanded respect so, yes respect some of, of them were per- perplexed at what she was saying and some of them were were drawn into her conversation and what she was saying so she really was well respected in her time like whether they Teresa, agreed with her or not yeah she mm-hmm. just uh, was able yes. to hold she wasn't a great polished yep. speaker but it was her holiness that, yes. that was able to just mesmerize crowds. Yep, yep. We're talking about the underbelly of Ukraine, which there's there's occultic, demonic underpinnings to this country. Just like all countries, I'm not picking on Ukraine. I just want I want I just want to let you know this is not the land of milk and honey. So we continue yep. uh, that people obviously cannot appear on the Sabbath to hide the meeting over in Ukraine. Uh, the witches impose a special collective spell on the area. It's interesting that we as Catholics were also called to bless and do perimeter prayers for our homes mm-hmm. and bedrooms. So they, witches kind of try to emulate the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. You find when these witches do these collective spells, a thick fog falls and any mortal who enters it will get lost and will not find the Sabbath. Although there are exceptions, a person, if a person wanted to sell his soul to the devil, the article says he can appear there, but only once then under the spell, he forgets everything. And so there's the portal. Yeah. So, he, he so, yeah. so what about what's the, this yeah. thick fog is what? So this thick fog, it appears to be a portal into the world of evil spirits. Yeah. So the, the act of selling your soul to the devil, which is still popular today by the rich and famous, right? Mm. It's also the mockery or inversion of consecrating yourself to our, to our Lord and our Lady in prayer. That's right. Wow. Another question is that this whole part of the story has long been hidden under a layer of years. Where where did this famous those famous uh, powerful sorcerers go? After all, the Ukrainian lands were not affected by the hammer of the witches. And what's what's a hammer of the witches? Well, we looked it up, yeah. right? And it says it's a book used by the church in the 15th century to question those suspected of witchcraft. Uh, we sh- we should bring that book back, right? We should bring that book back. Yeah, Let's bring back the hammer of witches. Because we have a witch problem. <laughs> yes, absolutely, dude. Yes. It is said that during the USSR, all those who at least somehow showed superpowers were killed and so gradually destroyed them all. But is it true? Most of the population still believes that in the progressive 21st century, the coven of witches has not disappeared anywhere and is carried out with the same regularity, mm-hmm. 
as in former times. It is organized in great secrecy from all living. Would you dare to have a stroll by the mountain Lucia on April the 30th? That's that mountain where the snake The snake is. mountain we in, in, that. in Ukraine. Yes. It's, it's interesting to note that mm-hmm. many of these occult societies, mm-hmm. they practice their craft in the mountains. Yeah, isn't that? In, yes. in Ukraine, Lucia, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. For example, I know in San Bernardino, California, the mountains, uh, many of the cops there tell me that the mountains are notorious and popular for occult practitioners. And you know what? You told me this very many years ago. Semper New Shares told me that. Yeah, yeah. You told you told yeah. they told you that, and they told me you told me. Yeah. And that was early on in your career. Yeah, they a, find a lot of Los satanic Angeles and Deputy witchcraft Sheriff. activity yeah. in those mountains. Also, the mountains of Veracruz in Mexico are the annual location where Satanists around the world they gather for training. Also, the mountains in Northern California, known as the Bohemian Grove, yep. that's the annual place where the Freemasons and the Illuminati gather to worship. A statue of a of a demon owl. Wow. Uh, the the wow. occult practitioners prepare for global ritual to aid Ukraine. This article is written by a wizard, a sorcerer, a witch, a male mm-hmm. witch. His name is Antonio uh, Pagliarulo. Paglia, mm-hmm. Okay, this guy is. Uh, oh no, the article no, no, is written by him. Excuse me. Yeah, it's Michael but he's M. Quoting Hughes, Michael Hughes. the occultist. Michael Hughes is yes. the occultist. He's a yes. witch. He's a male yes. witch. Yeah, or what we okay. call a wizard. Okay. Yeah. So on uh, on Wednesday, March second, at seven thirty three p.m., witches, pagans, and other magical practitioners, they 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 united remotely for a hex to hex Putin. That's what happened. A global mass ritual to curse Vladimir Putin and protect Ukraine. So see, there you go. They're putting putting hexes on Putin at, to protect Ukraine. I, I, I don't know how you could protect that. The ritual will be performed was performed as Russia continues its devastating attacks on the East European nation and foments a humanitarian crisis on a massive scale. So okay. Michael Hughes, the occultist, mm. author of Magic for the Resistance, Rituals and Spells for Change, created the Hex Putin r- ritual, providing this phone here. Per- Providing prospective participants detailing instructions for the spell, like using the correct candle colors and incense, as well as the proper pronunciation of certain words in Russian. Michael Hughes, the occultist, also addresses protection magic, encouraging practitioners to consider their own spiritual traditions before beginning. The ritual is unique, acting as both a curse on Putin and a source of protection for the people of Ukraine. Here's my comment. I don't know how how they can think they're protected by by the devil uh, <laughs> because when you curse somebody that that's a, that's a diabolical act. The yeah. only one that protects us is God right. and his angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that think you're protected by a curse, these people are diabolically disoriented by believing that cursing someone affords them protection. In fact, the Bible says that quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you curse a holy person, the curse comes, comes back. back to affect you. Bing, bing. Yep, boomerang. <laughs> it just makes sense to me to construct a spell that way. Hughes, the occultist, explained via email. I'm always thinking of, a, of balance and need when constructing public rituals. In this case, the ritual supports two entwined goals. Number one, to take down Putin while supporting the Ukrainian resistance. Two, Putin's malevolence and aggression on the causes of the invasion. The resistance needs support to repel the violence he unleashed. 
I don't see the need to separate magical workings into discrete pieces. Surely we can work to accomplish multiple goals with one well-constructed ritual, right? So this is, yeah, this is Michael yeah. Hughes. This, yeah, he the said witch this. that's saying this. That's he said. He said, but you know, notice that the occultists understand the, the, the power of ritual, right? They do understand it, which means praying liturgically, set prayers at set times with specific intention. They have drawn their understanding of the power of liturgical ritual prayer from Jews and Catholics who have been praying like this for centuries. See how they, they witches and Satanists don't play yes. like they, they don't play like Protestant Pentecostals, okay? Yep, right. uh, like like you know uh, just spontaneous whenever they want, Not, whenever yep, the mm-mm. spirit falls no. on them. No, witches they, and mm-hmm. Satanists pray at set times, set prayers. And then they pray it in cadence with other people. That's liturgy. They understand the power of liturgy. That's right. the way God has set up worship. Right. Not this free form, uh, you right. know, whatever you see at Calvary Chapel, not not to, you know, bash them or anything, but that's not Old Testament and New Testament worship. Yeah, just like the uh, Liber Cristo has developed this monastic prayer, you know, to pray 6, 12, and 6. We should be praying three times a day anyways with your meals. But Based there's the Bible, yeah. specific times to pray. The Angelus. Right now, we're in the season of, of Easter. It's this Regina Chaley. We should be praying it all the way up to the Beautiful Pentecost. Prayer. Regina Chaley. Yeah. But let's continue with the occultist, my, uh, Hughes. This approach to spell work is multi-layered by design and grounded in, in Michael Hughes, the occultist, understanding of a past magical precedent with similar goals. Michael Hughes says... The ritual also calls for the Russian soldiers to desert their post and for the Russian people to rise up and overthrow Putin. If you look at historical curses, they're often a shotgun approach versus laser focused. The Putin hex or the Putin hex aims to bring a whole constellation of rebound effects on Putin while breaking the support of his soldiers and his people and supporting Ukraine. The best imaginable, uh, the best goal imaginable is Ukraine beating back Russian troops this, this is all written by the occultist Michael, yeah, Hughes. Michael Hughes and the Russian people deciding they are done with Putin's autocracy, uh, autocracy, autocracy, autocracy. Auto- yeah, autocracy. Thank you. That's <laughs> what we all want. Thank you every once in a while. So let's work. Let's work magically to make that happen and use all other non-magical means as well. Now, here's my comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is something beyond a physical war going on in Ukraine. Yeah, there okay? is. Absolutely. There I is first so. and foremost. Uh, a spiritual war going on in the heavenly places as described by St. Paul and these evil spirits are using weak uh, and evil men yes. to do their to do their bidding. Yeah, to the, do but, their bidding. But beyond this, there is a spiritual war that's being fought in, 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 in the heavenly places, as St. Paul says. And then uh, this isn't the first time Michael Hughes, Michael Hughes the occultist, uh, has has inspired a mass audience to use magic as a catalyst for change. He created the spell to bind Donald Trump and all those who abate him, mm. which quickly went viral in 2017. Can you believe that? We remember when we when that was when that happened because you were saying, "Look at the witches are, you know, organizing, th- organizing a curse against uh, <laughs> President Trump." We gotta. They were united we with the Democrat for, Party. Yes. They, um, they're they're yeah. they're the spiritual arm of the yeah, Democrat Party. They lock arm in arm. Yeah, the yeah. witches and Satanists yeah. in this country yep. lock arms with the Democrat Party. Just look at all their rallies. 
Look at their rallies. Look who's there. Look, look in the background. And look look at when they go uh complain uh go protest at state capitals yes, over pro life legislation. Absolutely. Who's right who's right next to a Democrat holding a, a build back better sign? A Satanist. A Satanist that says Plus, Hail Satan, Satan right next to him yeah. arguing for the same yeah, thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll continue. Among the other rituals Hughes the occultist has craft, crafted are hands off, law off. Hecate of invocation of reproductive rights. 2018 and the blue wave is spelled to save America 2018. The the Putin hex is undoubtedly Hughes, the occultist's weightiest ritual to date, as it aims to stop a war while also toppling a reviled world order leader. Your take, uh, what our take is, Hughes is a high-level occultist who is united in the mission. We just said that. Democrats, liberals, progressives, globalists, and the woke generation. And you know what? People think, oh, Ukraine, the poor. Yeah, woke, Ukraine is a woke country. I feel bad for the innocent people. I feel there are. But, but the government is a woke, woke country. Yes. We'll be back. We'll continue talking about Ukraine and the spiritual warfare that's involved in that country. Let's pray for Russia. Let's pray for Ukraine. Let's pray for yeah. America. This is Jesus 911. Our Lady Guadalupe. We are back. Jesus 911 with uh, Aquila and Prisca. Tobias and Sarah, the sacrament of marriage. Jesse and Anita, the real us. That's right. Yeah, the real sinners. Uh, the real sinners. Working out Amen. our salvation with fear and trembling. Absolutely. Works in progress. Every day. Every day. It's a daily decision to say yes to yeah. Christ. By the way, this guy, Michael Hughes, uh, they're quoting him in this article. It's called Occult Practitioners Prepare for Global Ritual mm -hmm. to Aid Ukraine. Uh, the article profiles Michael Hughes, who's a high-level occultist. He's definitely a high. He's high in the, in the pecking order of uh, the disciples of Satan because this guy spends his day. Well, I don't know what his day job is, yep. <laughs> but he spends his time writing high-level curses. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, only somebody who's in contact with a demon mm -hmm. would sit down and say, I think I'm going to write a curse today uh, against Donald Trump, and we're going to do this mm -hmm. every month, you know, around the country. It's only somebody who's directly connected to Satan who could have this type of a mind. Yeah. Now he wrote another curse to curse Putin. If he writes it, the magical writing. Yeah, writing. automatic writing. Automatic when, writing. When, yeah, demon just. Yeah, uh, he probably just writes it for him. Yeah, uh, hey, yeah. I want to write He transcribes oh. from a demon. That's mm -hmm. yeah, called automatic yeah. writing. So, so the article says, for many in the magical community, the spell may may seem familiar in, in its elements and is a call to action on those on those terms. Those unfamiliar or uncomfortable with the details of modern magic shouldn't feel discouraged, he writes, to join Wednesday's night's virtual gathering. I remember Michael, that was uh, March 2nd when yeah, they did this. A, so yeah. this was last So it's month. already passed, yeah. yeah. My, Matt he, or Michael Hughes notes, quote, as with the Trump binding spell, the Putin hex was made to be flexible and open sourced, that is, adaptable to any tradition or even no tradition at all, said Michael Hughes, the occultist. So, what, you know, what he means by that, right? He means anybody that comes from any type of, you know, uh, 
a white witch or whatever type of way you called yourself a Satanist, right? Whatever is stripe, there, yeah. whatever stripe of witchcraft you're Satanist. Because there's different divisions of We even saw that at the Satan Con. Yeah, they were talking. Yeah, they're, just, they're saying there's different the, denominations yeah. of Satanism. <laughs> they're saying, oh, it's, I'm a schismatic. They call me a schismatic a, Satanist because <laughs> I'm a, you know. So amongst witches and Satanists, they, there's are, no <coughs> magisterium. Yeah. They're like Protestants. <laughs> they're divided. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the article, says, <laughs> the article says, the article says, that's that's why it's simple and doesn't require a lot of spell components. My goal was to give anyone the opportunity to join in the effort. And one of the joys of the Trump binding, says Michael Hughes, the, the occultist, was that it engaged so many people who hadn't done any sort of magic magic before. He's By recruiting. the way, all these people that those did those, those spells yeah. are not diabolically afflicted themselves. Yeah, absolutely. They, they've got what... Uh, they, they've got uh, a clinging spirit to them, mm-hmm. and they took it home. Mm-hmm. The article says, uh, this, quoting Michael Hughes, the occultist, it was humbling and gratifying to know that so many people performed rituals for the very first time and found power <laughs> and perhaps even a taste of their magical abilities. So the key was to make this ritual just as inviting and simple so as to bring in non-witches and non-magicians while still being adaptable and effective for seasoned practitioners yeah. well, what what happens what did this tell us it shows you that the state of how godless the west has become notice what draws people to a cult the lust for what power and control over other people that's we, that's, that's exactly what we're reading this article yes lust for power, lust and, for control. power and control over other people yeah. oh, the article has a it's it's called a hex putin signal so they made their own little Hex Putin sigil, excuse me. A sigil, by the way, it's a physical manner mm-hmm. of conjuring yeah. up a demon. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. In this article here, it has, again, they have their sigil. Yeah. Of, of, it looks like a, the goat's head in a sense, doesn't it? Kind of. The. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's You could look, you yeah. can take a look at the yeah. article. No, no. Bottom line, a sigil is like a calling card to call mm-hmm, a demon. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what a sigil is. It's like mm-hmm. you know, get your phone, you call somebody. That a sigil is a mm-hmm. way, a physical way of calling a demon. Go ahead, baby. Okay. So interesting. The hex Putin ritual may not be the first time magic is used, being used to halt a war, according to witchcraft lore, and on the eve of. Lamas, in 1940, a coven of British witches gathered in the woods in the town of High Cliff on the sea and carried out what became known as Operation Cone of Power. There you go. There's that word power. A rite intended to stop German troops from crossing the English Channel. Incidentally, Hitler made no attempts to cross the Channel. Interesting. That's Mm. interesting. Uh, Gerald Gardner, the founder and... Father of Wicca. Another way of saying witchcraft. Another way of saying, yep. Also claimed that similar rituals had been used to stop enemy forces from invading Britain twice before. In 1955, when violent storms deterred the Spanish Armada, and again in 1805, when Napoleon abandoned his plans to invade. If history is any help, tomorrow's night... That was last month, yeah. That was last month. The the, third mass, they call it the math. Ritual, their ritual, comes with both a sense of urgency and a nod of fortuitous 
astrological alignment. Isn't it interesting that they use Catholic terms because they know the power of the Catholic faith. They say mass ritual. Mass ritual. That's what what last month. They don't mean the mass. They mean, yeah. Yeah. They called it a mass ritual. They use that word. They're not using Islamic or Jewish words or Protestants. They're using Catholic words. They know the Catholic Church is the one true church that was given power and they know that the power of Calvary flows through the ritual of the Catholic Mass. And that's how you they get know people. This. Right. And that's how you get people to click on to this because you're if you're clicking on mass or ritual, this article might come up. Or this or their yeah. their prayers might come up. See how that this can confuse somebody who's not well catechized. And that's a, a lot of Catholics. That's a lot of Catholics. Absolutely. That's that's the majority of the United States yep, yep. neophytes. At least fifty percent. <laughs> the uh, the article says that, uh, this is uh, Michael Hughes, the occultist. Mm-hmm. The timing is primarily based on the crisis in front of us. We can't wait to do this, especially with a growing number of lives being lost every day. Oh, this guy's such a humanitarian mm-hmm. with this wizard. Yes, and Putin and Putin moving moving nukes into Belarus. Mm-hmm. So uh, Michael Michael Hughes, the occultist, is saying the new moon is traditionally a time of hexing and binding and other restrictive magic so that so there was no question about timing. I'm very straightforward in the timing of my magic. I don't use planetary hours or other calculations when we have a time worm and mm-hmm. effective system of the phases of the moon to work with. But if circumstances had been different, we do what we need to do regardless of the moon's position. Defensive magic is essentially a reaction and you can't wait for a lunar cycle if you need to defend against violence or harm. Here's uh, my comment is that notice that witchcraft is tied in with astrology. Uh, astrology, by the way, which is an, is an occult practice. Now, astronomy, on the other hand, is raw science. Astronomy mm-hmm. was given to us by the Catholic Church in the Middle yeah. Ages. The two should not be mistaken. Nope. Nope. Witchcraft promotes also violence against one another and its curses promote violence and malice upon another human being as yeah. well. Well, I like, uh, you know, the way he says, oh, it's urgency for the people. Well, you know, you're, you're killing the souls of people by inviting them into the occult. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, murder. Yeah, this guy's a, this guy, Michael Hughes, let's just say it, he's a spiritual terrorist. Terrorist, yep. He's yep. a spiritual terrorist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's jump over to another article, Anita. So now we know that in the, the underbelly of Ukraine, mm-hmm. since 988 A.D., there's it, there's an underbelly of witchcraft. Yep, we know that. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's and it's alive today. Right, it's it, alive today. And and why is it alive? Because what's the main? Because of the next topic. Division, abortion. 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 Yeah. Uh, Human Life International wrote an incredible article. Yeah, it's a very it's I mean, long article. We're just going to give you some sections yeah. of it. Brian Klaus wrote this 10 years ago. Phenomenal article. It's very, very good. Well written. And it's still, I mean, I'm... It's relevant. Relevant. It talks about the forced abortions in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. the violence, the stem cells, the abortion, Abortion. the baby parts. All this is happening in the Ukraine. So what does Brian Klaus say? He says, Brian Klaus says, the trafficking of baby parts, ah, in the Ukraine Mm. and the Institute for Regenerative Medicine in Barbados. This follow-up report exposes the horrific industry that connects these distant locales. Hmm. The March 2006 HLI special report described how John Fausto and Fausto, I, Fausto, Fausto, Fausto. Fausto 
and I visited Brian, Brian. Brian, who's I, Barbados in 2005 and exposed the Institute of Regenerative Medicine, or it's called IRM. The doctors at this facility claim on the IRM website that they can completely cure or ameliorate every disease or injury known to man, including spinal cord trauma, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's diseases, diabetes, cancer, arthritis, and disease of liver, nervous system, blood, heart, and bowel. The IRM has gone a long way towards fulfilling its promise to make Barbados the embryonic stem cell capital of the world. It imports aborted baby parts from Ukraine, liquefies them into a kind of pre-born puree, then injects them directly into the arms or body organs of customers. The IRM is called Institute for Regenerative Medicine, Mm -hmm. okay, a a quack medical facility, Mm -hmm. claims an astonishing 96% improvement rate in in curing virtually every disease ever recorded. Rich English and American women find their way to this remote complex at their own expense, of course, and are injected with fetal stem cells at $25,000 per session. Trying to find the font wow. underneath, these rich ladies. Yep. Barnett Suskind, CEO of the IRM, says that, quote, it's the most natural form of healing there is. <laughs> you, think, you think better, sleep better, look better. Your quality of life improves and your libido certainly improves, close quote. The whole problem with uh, these rich women and with modern men yep. is they refuse to embrace the cross. And they're, what ab- they? they're feeding their lower faculties, they're the ob- flesh. They're obsessed all with the, the worship of the body. Yes. Guess yep. what, rich ladies? You're all dying. Look at your face. It's yep. getting wrinkled every day. I look at my face every day. Okay. Second wrinkle. law of thermodynamics. <laughs> Get right with Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Don't go to Barbados for fetal cell injections. Yes. Receive the Eucharist. That's the faith. fountain of youth. Yes. I just had a meltdown. The lady. <laughs> we'll be right back talking about Ukraine. It is a utopia. Our Lady Guadalupe. Ora pro nobis. La Morenita. Ora pro nobis. Jesus 911, yes, Lady of our Guadalupe, pray, pray for us, pray especially for doing us. this. <laughs> the mother of the pro-life this, movement, by the way. This show, yes, absolutely. Mother of the Jesus. pro-life movement. We're talking about Ukraine, and it's the way that they're, they're deeply involved in abortion, uh, embryonic stem cell, you know, fetal, fetal stem cell experiments. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a nightmare what's going it on is. in that country. It, it is, and, we're, and we're, we're here reading the article from a Brian uh, Klaus, Klaus from Human and, Life International. Right, and John Fausto, who were the investigators, uh, investigating um, the, R, uh, the IRM in Barbados. And they said, we had no clue that we were taking the first steps towards uncovering an international conspiracy involving corruption at the highest levels of several governments, mad scientists by the score, a Nazi-style eugenics breeding program, mass murder, and Russian mafia executions of witnesses. When you spent a few years in the pro-life movement, nothing tends to surprise you, but I but I have to tell you, this sure comes close. 
He continues, upon arriving back at Human Life International, I was curious to see if the Institute for Regenerative Medicine was just a fluke, a unique facility unlike any other any other in the world. It turns out that the IRM is nothing but unique. It is just a small part of a worldwide network of trafficking in trafficking in human stem cells and organs, not only from embryos and fetuses, but from late-term aborted babies and even new babies. What's going on right now in the United States? Same thing. Passing laws for late-term abortions or even post-born, I mean, babies that have been born after birth, 30 days in California, there's a law that is passed or will be passed or they're going to what they want to pass. I think they passed you, it last week. Yeah, you to kill your child after 30 days. Mm. So okay. it, without without a doubt mm-hmm. there is a worldwide yes. network of trafficking on human stem cells and, and we're organs in, we're and also Ukraine part of is, it. is smack dab yes. in the middle. Yeah. So is the United yes. States. States. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. But we're talking about Ukraine in this Yeah, instance. we're talking about Ukraine. In fact, I found websites and newspaper articles on more than 50 clinics that specialize in the alleged treatment of various diseases using fetal materials. All of these clinics possess features that should scare off the na- naive and desperate. Every single one of them is located in tourist destinations. <laughs> Not one of them is regulated, regulated by any local or national government body. Not one of them has any form of medical supervision, except from those who are closely associated with the operations themselves. And all of them have refused to become members of the only recognized board regulating ethical stem cell research, the International Stem Cell Forum. So look at how they, uh, these people uh, are in these uh, tourist destinations. Why? People can come and say, oh, I'm going to go on vacation. What they're going there is for to get treatment. Exactly. The rich and famous, obviously, that can afford to go to these places. Yep. Oh, and another thing. So this is an evil money-making enterprise. Yeah, Yeah, their cures don't work. Yeah, they don't. Mm -mm. It's it's pure. Quackery. Yeah. Quackery. Uh, (laughs) It's not science. (laughs) They're basically selling placebos. Yep. And they're taking rich people's money. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an evil money-making enterprise, yes. and mm-hmm. it doesn't it work. Absolutely, doesn't work. At these institutes and clinics, unqualified doctors practice untested treatments under unregulated conditions on uninformed patients. This is a perfect atmosphere for ruthless exploitation. In mm-hmm. fact, the only requirement that is strictly observed by these centers is the preoperative palpitation of the prospective client, the prospective yep. client's wallet. Mm-hmm. If it's thick enough, then they're qualified for the treatment. <laughs> hey, follow the money. Yep. As St. Paul says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Remember Nothing's the love changed. of money. Not money. Not money. The love of money. These clinics require only six things in order to set up shop and rake in millions of dollars. A little space, number two. A poor, hungry government. Uh, a poor government hungry for cash, number three, someone with an MD after their name, number four, a website, number five, a source of fetal material, and number six, desperate patients. And guess wow. what? you got a lucrative quackery business where you're going to make in millions of dollars. Yep. I'll give you just, I have to share with us just one example. There's many in this yeah. article. Here's one example of this medical scam. Yeah, this medical is, his name is Dr. I might botch Lazarev, Lazarev. Lazarev. Research digs up horror. He says, 
The more I researched the international fetal stem cell industry, the deeper the rabbit hole turned out to be. The only problem was that this rabbit hole didn't lead to a wonderland, but instead to a continent-wide chamber of biological horrors. Mm. Continent-wide. In the late 2006, I heard about uh, Vadim Lazarev and Vladimir Ishenko, two Ukrainian medical doctors who set up a small pro-life group that finally pierced the shroud of secrecy around the ghastly activities in Eastern Europe for the first time in the mid-1990s. Wow, that's not too long ago. After numerous death threats and then an actual attempt to murder them, the two doctors flew to Shannon, Ireland and requested asylum. Father Tom Eitner, president of the Human Life International, Back back then, sent him to Ireland to interview doctors uh, Lazarev and Ishinko. Dr. Ishinko was reluctant to testify because he feared retaliation against his family in Ukraine. So his family was still in Ukraine at the time. While practicing medical oncology in uh, Donsky, Dr. Lazarev began to wonder why doctors tell almost all pregnant women in Ukraine that there is a high very high probability that their pre-born children have serious birth defects. His own wife, Elena, was advised to have an abortion on the grounds that her pre-born son would have severe birth defects, which, of course, he did not. Dr. Lazarev, his own mother, had 13 pregnancies, 11 which ended in abortion between his older brother and him. Wow, he could have had wow. <laughs> was it, uh, nine other siblings. How painful. Yeah, that is very painful. Doctor, uh, yeah, he found that all Ukrainian women are advised to abort because preborn children are excellent sources of organs and stem cells. Dr. Lazarev found that the abortion rate in Ukraine is much, much higher than the official figures would suggest. Mm-hmm. In fact, about 1.2 million annually in a nation with a population of about 46 million, or more than six times higher than the abortion rate in the U.S. Did you get that? Wow. Ukraine, we already have a high abortion rate here. There, yes. Uh, 3,300 a day. Uh, Ukraine has an abortion rate six times higher than the U.S. Wow. As Dr. Lazarev says, the only thing which protects unborn, uh, unborn life in Ukraine is the courage of pregnant women. women. Continuing his investigations, Dr. Lazarev found that women were paid $200 to $300 three-month salary to carry their pregnancies to a very late stage and to deliver the babies alive in a kind of forced premature birth. This procedure allows the living baby's organs to be harvested while they are still as fresh as possible. The same thing's going on in America, yep. by the way. Mm-hmm. We're no different. Yep. Dr. Lazarev also found that every region of Ukraine has twin institutions. One does a late-term artificial deliveries, and the other dismembers the live-born baby and passes the parts on to other buyers who screen the material and then sell it at a huge markup in the, in, to the worldwide network of clinics like the Institute for Regenerative Medicine. Uh, By the way, the same thing's happening in America. Yep. Okay? Let's, not, let's, not act, let's not be blind to that. Abortion clinics located in the per, poorest parts of Ukraine like Donetsk and Kharkov, cities in Ukraine, sell aborted babies to middlemen who ship the sad little bodies to cities like Moscow, where there are more than 50 beauty parlors using fetal oh. injections, this face, fake cosmetics. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. Dr. Lazarev also found several Ukrainian websites 
that advertise prices for the parts of late-term pre-born children. One of these is cell transplantation, which features practically every part of early and late-term fetuses, liver, neuronal cells, thymus and thyroid, ovaries and testicles, eyes and suspensions of liquefied fetal, liver, brain, and spine. This is Frankenstein's workshop, Anita. Yes, yes. Even worse atrocities. Well, let's go back to Dr. Lazarus. There's, he says, there's no doubt in Dr. Leverett's mind that if he returns to Ukraine, I will be killed because investors lost money. I will be killed as a lesson for the people who, who one day decide to raise their voice against the evil. Because, because he's, he's a whistleblower. Right, he's a whistleblower. Yeah. yeah. So even worse atrocities. In an environment of total corruption, the organ harvesters have no reason to stop carving up late-term babies delivered alive. In 2005... Council of Europe investigators found that hundreds of newborn babies had been stolen from their mothers in the Ukrainian cities of Kiev and, and Kharkov. In each case, the mothers were poor and powerless and were told that their babies had simply died or were gone. Can you believe that? The investigators exhumed many of the missing babies. Their arms and legs had been severed, their chest cavities were empty, and their brains were missing. An investigator Tatiana Zakhorova said they were like gutted rabbits. Can you imagine? We all have seen a a rabbit that's been gutted because someone's going to eat them. Just imagine that. I just, it's, I I, I just, I don't even want to think about that. The poor Ukrainians are jaded to tales of biological horror, corruption, genocide, and lawbreaking on a massive scale. But as one reporter pointedly lamented, quote, they used to say we were selling Ukraine. Now we're selling Ukrainians, moreover, in parts. My comment here, this is what happens when, when a nation goes woke. And I, I believe Ukrainian, U- Ukraine is a yoke nation. And I, you know, my, my personal opinion, looking at both, the, uh, both sides of the war, and I believe Putin's trying to protect his country. From from from, he from the want, woke, he doesn't want the woke, uh, the woke global culture to come into Russia. Yeah, he rejects right. the woke culture. Right now, right. It, it, is he doing it the way a Christian should do it? That's but up to that, again. We could argue that. Yeah, we don't know the and, and, intricacies and, of the war. And I don't know about what, now. We we will say, of course, yeah. uh, is he following the just war principle? Probably not. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. not. Right. But the fact is, uh, we're talking about two bad countries here. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about good and bad. We're talking right, about two right, bad countries. Right. Oh, this is the end. Jesus 911. Wow. This was good stuff. TGIF, thank yeah. God I'm and forgiven. And that's what we're here to be with, to bring you awareness of the culture of death. and uh, Pray for Ukraine. Pray, pray for, for Russia. For, pray for America. Let's yeah, pray, pray for, to end abortion. Yeah, pray to end abortion. That's all of the, this will stop yeah, once abortion ends. Absolutely it will. God is permitting all these things to happen because yeah. of what we're doing to the little ones, yeah. his children. See you next time. Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. I think Gary's up next. Oh, yeah. Gary. Oh, yeah. Gary Manchud up yeah. next. Hands yeah. on yeah. apologetics. Yeah, <laughs> Coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. God bless you. Keep the faith. <laughs>